0: Welcome to episode 33 of Under the Holotable. What? <laughs> hey, oh,
1: listen to them. They're dying, R2. Curse my metal body. I wasn't fast enough. It's
0: all my fault. Holotable News Network podcast covering in-depth analysis, mods, tips, and the hottest topics from the Outer Rim. I am Boxen. and joining me on today's episode, we have healthy Sarah, question <laughs> mark? Moderately i don't know how do you define healthy (laughs) yeah you were been you were sick of course last couple weeks uh and i just you know you had pushed through all of your other content while you were sick i don't know how you did it and it just came time for us to record and (laughs) i just couldn't do it to you so we took a episode off i also was trying really hard to book tripolysis for our last episode, and I just couldn't quite get him. So, uh, try if you're out there, please, uh, hear my please. We'd love to have you um, on the pod. But, uh, Sarah, so glad to be together again and very exciting for today's episode. We are also joined by Taliana. Hello, Taliana. Thank you for being here. Hello, it's good to be here. That's great. So, um, Taliana. We are starting our pods in a little different way. We're still mixing things up, and we're uh, improving the way we do things. So we are now going to be starting uh, the pod with a new segment. We are currently calling "Get to Know the Guest." Um, so, Talion, we just want to learn a little bit more about you. You, I really have do have a fascinating place in the game. Um, <laughs> people may know you from mostly from the cam server. Um, and of course, you've made some incredible posts on the forums regarding the Skill Squish, which is why you're here. Uh, that's our main topic today. But I uh, just want to start off real easy. Uh, tell you, what is your GP? I am around
1: 9.8 million right now. Okay. I'm at that border where I'm, I'm 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 almost breaking my 10 million.
0: Yeah, I guess another sub question, real quick, is. Uh, are you paid pay to play, free to play? Where do you kind of fall in that? I call myself cheap to play. I love which it.
1: is that I don't pay very much, but I do get like the pass every like I get the cheapo pass for conquest. Yep. Best which, and then like occasionally I'll get something that's like a particularly good value. I try to spend about 20 a month or so because I kind of figure that sports the game as we go through. It's a little harder because uh, of the way they've structured packs these days. I used to do that through those marquee packs mm-hmm. and a good number of shards. And then they started upping the prices and taking away the things. And I'm like, well, great, thanks. But, you know, I I, I do work at, at trying to make sure that I feel like I'm on a subscription model almost to support this content that we all love. I like that. Um, okay. Are you a Star Wars fan? I like am a dangerous. medium Star Wars fan, so <laughs> I'm not like into all of the little minutiae, mm-hmm. but I like this. I like the content, right? I, I, I grew up with the movies. I grew up playing with action figures. I had my, my princess Leia riding a crystal dragon to go save, you know, whatever, when I was a little kid mm-hmm. uh, and my kids play with Legos of Star Wars. And, you know, so I'm that kind of fan. But uh, I'm not the kind who nitty-gritty knows all of the detail about <laughs> absolutely everything that's ever happened.
2: You're not reading every comic and and every book. No, no I'm not.
1: <laughs> um what what made you start playing the game? Honestly, an ad. <laughs> oh. So I was playing a Star Trek game and it was kind of boring. And my husband and I were both playing it and uh You know, it used to make you watch ads for things. Mm -hmm. And I saw this ad for this game and it looked a lot more interesting (laughs) than the one I was playing. (laughs) And so I kind of checked it out and there were a lot more players. It was this kind of neat community. And uh, I got my husband to play with me and my kids were playing with me for a while. And I just kind of fell into it.
0: Wow. So does any of your family still play with you then? Or is it still the only pair going? Okay. Oh, my husband, that's amazing. My I had no idea.
1: My, my kids have started, have drifted away. They've just aged out of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, when my son was like three or four or whatever, he used to, you know, farm, he used to do my, my, my Luke Skywalker, my farm boy Luke shards for me when I was oh. a new player, you know, back before you could sim things. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, he, my kids had an account for a while that was also in our guild. And so then that was, they had great Ewoks because they thought Ewoks were the best. Like they're, they have a <laughs> the relic seven wicket, you know, sort of thing. But uh, they just, you know, they aged out of it. They drifted away. They've gone on to other things. And um, when, when we started maintaining that account and then conquest started, we're like, okay, retire that. Yeah. <laughs> and so now it's just time to me and my husband in our family.
0: That's adorable. They say the family that alts together stays together. So uh... my, my
1: son still runs my marquees for me. Nice. <laughs> nice that's
0: great uh, do you still play any other games you were saying you dropped the star trek game and of course this game takes up so much of our time uh
1: yeah so i i'm helping out a guild mate right now with her disney sorcerer's apprentice guild being a ticket mule for her mm-hmm. but other than that no this is pretty much my only mobile game um uh, we've got a ps5 so every once in a while i'll dip into something else we were on an assassin's creed binge for a while earlier this year I'm a big fan of the Final Fantasy series, but um, you know, this is my mobile game. Yeah, no other mobile. Thanks so much. Right? You don't have time to do more than one. Game.
0: No, it's so time-consuming. Yeah, who, who would have thought? Yeah, this mobile game would be so consuming in our lives. Uh, and so, how long <laughs> have you been playing? When did you start? I was like 2016, I think. Okay, so were you like a day one player then, or just I was a not little day bit one? It was okay. not day
1: one. So I came in a little bit before ships started. Oh okay. Um in that I missed all those early ship shards. I was not yet level 55 or whatever it is when ships dropped. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't end up in those super competitive shards. I ended up in the really relaxed ones right after that. Me too. Um,
0: I, <laughs> yeah, I think realize. we all may have started around the same time, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I didn't I got serious in like 2018ish. Mm. And it's sort of I was really pretty casual for a long time. Um but I was um like helping my guild solo hat. I was soloing hat for my guild. Mm, And, you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to run this thing and just do this thing. And then uh, HSTR came out and realized my guild was never going to make that jump. Mm. And so I had to make that hard, hard choice and, you know, moved guilds for that. And then like my entire guild came with me. We ended up doing a
0: merger. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. You got to keep those connections. I got to keep them. Yeah. Almost
1: that's all of them. Awesome. Um,
2: would you say do you prefer PvP or PVE content?
1: PVE. Yeah. I'm a PVE player. I love the raids. I love, you know, I I'm a I'm a huge fan of trying to come up with like one of those teams that just does all the damage. You know, one of those other little things that I've that I've got that, you know, has gotten a bunch of views, like, you know, figuring out how JMK and cat work together or like figuring out how to really um, you know, max damage with with what you've got. I, I just think that's really fun.
3: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. PVE is the, HN, or the niche for HNN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do you have a favorite team or faction?
1: A favorite team? I mean, it sounds really... like
0: Ewoks was an early favorite with the family.
1: It really <laughs> depends what you're doing. Oh, okay. I mean, you like the team that's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. I
1: really go more light side than dark side. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No offense taken, yeah. That's
1: all I'm, I am i you know, I, 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 kind of, you know, I, I align light side naturally, although my dark side has started, started catching up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was the (laughs) same way my Sith faction always suffered the most of my roster. Yeah.
1: I would say like, what I like best is off meta. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I love coming up with those squads where you can like take out a GL with a non GL squad. Yeah. I like the things that, that you get to do that are like clever play.
3: Mm hmm.
1: And if I had to name a favorite faction, I guess it would be mods. <laughs>
0: oh, OK.
1: <laughs> the hot take. Mods are <laughs> life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I share that with you. I love like getting mods and just there's no like better feeling than hitting a tw- plus 25. And I mean, because it used to be the plus 20s. But um, yeah, I've just I thoroughly enjoy yeah modding. It's one of my passions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite character? It'll be GLA when
0: she comes out. She's coming out. She's going to come. We're going to get her. She's going to be the one.
3: Yeah. She will. She'll come someday.
0: Uh, I guess I also wanted to mention, Zareth just did a really cool video where he, um, of course, using his alt, big game hunting, um, He beat, I think his opponent put five GLs, and he basically beat all five GLs with, like, off-meta counters. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, just a 16-minute video or something, but really fascinating, especially if you like those off-meta counters. It's almost like a a guide, you know, for Mm -hmm. kind of navigating some of those counters for uh, off-meta GLs. Um, And then... Is there any characters you'd like to see it come to the game? I guess GL Leia. We have the same thing. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna
1: get our we're gonna get our Galactic Legend Leia someday. We will.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I want my
1: space mom. <laughs> I right, love what,
0: it. Uh, Sarah and Zareth were just pointing out we only have one female GL in the game, so that that yeah. seems like a crime at this point. Let's let's get some more uh, female GLs. It's
3: true. <laughs> it's
2: true. Um, is there a quality of life update you would like to see come to the game?
3: Ooh, they've
1: been actually doing a really good job on a lot of the things that were really hitting quality of life in terms of the interface. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: They have to be really careful looking at our time spent. Yeah. And so I am withholding judgment on the rate changes until I see them. It will be nice to drop that 25 minutes every time you do an HSTR. Mm Mm-hmm. I am I am reserving judgment on a lot of that until I see how the timing works out because we've been adding and adding and adding and we need to take a few more things away. That's a good point. And So that time management piece is the biggest quality of life. As our rosters get bigger, all of the game pieces get bigger, territory wars yeah. get bigger, GACs get bigger. As we keep getting bigger... Everything takes more time. Three v three takes an hour and a half. Yeah, it's two yeah. hours to do an offense phase, and that mm-hmm. it's just not sustainable. um I guess if there's a small quality of life thing, it would be letting us sim the datacron nodes in conquest after we th- we, th- we three star everything in red box. Mm-hmm. So many people are asking for that. It would be a very tiny thing, right? They'd mm-hmm. they'd have to have a way to check that you'd red box, I guess. Yeah. But You'd I better mean, just say that you're not going to accumulate feats while you do it. But um, that would be the smallest thing they could do for quality of life that would be a significant improvement. You always try to think what's practical. Yes,
0: yeah, sir, and I are totally on board. We had a lot, yeah. uh, quite a discussion on it for uh, our last episode, which was a wish list of stuff we'd love to see. And yeah, simming in that conquest, yeah, it would be great. And There's a lot of times where I just know like a GA – match is going to be difficult you like checked out the board and i just kind of almost like dreading cause it's like oh man it's going to be at least an hour like to figure out all my counters and like getting through it and um and then sometimes you know like you do your best and you like plow all the way through and then like you make a mistake at the very end and you're just like this whole hour was a waste <laughs> oh, no. of time like I wish I didn't even start if I was going to lose right like here at the end so I've had a couple of those where I'm just like remissed yeah
1: I've had a number where I just skip it because I just can't do it. Yeah, fit it in my schedule, yeah. and uh, you know my the 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 end of this thing is 5 p.m., which is right at the end of the workday, and yeah. I'm not uh, skipping out of work to finish GA. Sorry. No,
2: I've I've uh, had a, a lot more people have been talking uh, to me specifically about how now what they will do is they if their opponent one shot them as soon as they lose one they just call it um or they'll do the math i even have started doing this i'll do the math on the banners and if i know i can't make it up like there's no there's no point if i see a team that i really want to practice a counter against i'll do that but then otherwise i'm like i'm
1: not going to bang my head against it if i know i'm just going to lose oh i had a pretty embarrassing one earlier this week where i like took out their gls and i just never finished <laughs> And, and they of course beat me by, you know, just like one more battle than I had done. Mm -hmm. And I'd like taken out all their hard squads. And I was just like, I just didn't finish.
3: (laughs) It's a lot. Oh, well.
0: (laughs) And sometimes like I'll speed run it and it just never, yes, works out that way. It still takes forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think the cutting your losses, right. We all are, I certainly, I agree. I find myself doing that a lot more now too, where you just identify as soon as you realize it's futile and then just like okay not wasting any more of my time on this there's other there's other stuff you still have to do in game besides like GA or whatever so yeah. um what are you currently working on in your roster who uh, who you grind
3: I am
1: about um 15 more energy away from unlocking Java.
0: Oh congrats
1: he'll my last he'll be my last gl everybody around me in G A has Java and I don't yet so then I'll be grinding as old mm-hmm uh i'm sort of going doing like grind fun thing grind fun thing grind fun thing to keep it to keep it going and so i'm like doing something like for territory battle or something like i'm trying, trying to get to datacron level or whatever in between every grindy grind
0: that's a good way to break I- it up Kind of fun, even with like the Jawas coming up for the raid. It was like, oh well, Jawas, you know, I'm going to bring them up to twelve. Like that'll be kind of fun. I mean, a little side project. Um, Sarah, real quick, that's did not you going to
1: help you though. You know they're going to gear lock them. They're going to gear lock
0: them <laughs> for like five. Oh, wait, but you personally, as an individual, get to choose uh, the level that you want to go in at. So I mean, I'm assuming that's that a there will wait and be. See. That is a wait and see. That but that's the thing. See. We if don't they're... know
1: how they're going to implement
0: that. Right. No, we
1: don't know if we can do it battle by battle or if it's like player by player.
0: Right. Yeah. So we
1: don't know, you know, if you went into Jawas at gear 12, does that mean you can't take in your whatever else at Relic 5 for the higher points?
0: Right. Right. Uh, Even Sarah was saying, you know, the road ahead just was fraught with more questions. Yeah. That's okay.
1: Again, I'm withholding judgment. It could be a Mm -hmm. really positive thing.
0: Right. Well, and that's what I think, too, with the is Like, it's really not, not too much skin off my back to take them to 12. And then depending on however that system plays out, I'm ready to either, you know, just leave them there or, you know, take them up if they emerge as like a really dominant team. Uh, they <laughs> certainly, you know, were dominant in the um, heroic pit. But that was with Rey. We won't have Ray to protect pit. them. I never use them in heroic <laughs> pit. But <laughs> no. I
1: will say, uh, you know, they tried very hard to make Jawas happen in Hat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they never could make them happen because they were like, oh, it's going to be your hero. Dacha's your hero. And yeah, no, right. So, I mean, we'll wait and see. I think it's fascinating that they are cutting off the possible number of teams to reduce theory crafting. Mm -hmm. I find that very interesting. I am withholding judgment until I see how it works out. (laughs) It may be that we, that it forces us to brute force squads that are not very much fun, Mm -hmm. or it may be that the mechanics work out such that we can have really fun squads doing it. And we won't know until we try it. Right.
3: And so it's all
1: going to be, it's all going to be based on how it turns out. It could be great. Right. (laughs) I hope so. I really hope it is. There's just a lot of unanswered really sad, by the way i am really i am really sad that in that road ahead they're like oh we're going to have all these factions that have this overlap with tatooine but they left out the skywalker faction
0: oh interesting <laughs> just skywalkers yeah. yeah
1: they needed to have all of the you know they don't have they don't have, they don't have any of any of even Farm even our skywalker right? right yeah all of our, we we have a whole faction a whole we, their entire mythology is tied up in tatooine mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: that's a great point
0: yeah i hadn't thought about like farm boy or old ben you know even ray
1: like ray's last scene in her in the in that thing that shall not be named as a movie is 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 still on tatooine right yeah.
0: yeah yeah that's great okay well i guess we know uh you know where to plant our flag on that one <laughs> um give us skywalkers yeah. But, you know, it's really a symptom of the corner that they back themselves into with the raid, because, mm-hmm. you know, the other option was no raids, which was, you know, what the statement they had released previously. But, you know, I think this way, then they at least get they can narrow the scope in which they have to code something because, you know, it's they've shown time and time again that we find all these cheat ways to cheese things. And then if they're game modes, but then the game modes become irrelevant. You know, that's what they're really <laughs> trying to <fun>. so. do. <laughs> <love laughs> they do become fun. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, holding out hope for fun Part with the new raid. this is our cheese squad? Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm looking forward to all the fun I'm going to have with my Jawas. <laughs> (laughs) um great and then uh unrelated question crunchy or smooth peanut butter crunchy 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 all the way lovely i'm a crunchy man myself um want to give a quick shout out to your guild
1: turtle of death
0: (laughs) turtle (laughs) of death
1: turtle of death
0: (laughs) it is it
1: is a really amazing guild full of really amazing players we are Mm -hmm. all people who Take the game somewhat seriously, but also play casually because we've all got busy day lives,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, we have a really heterogeneous guild with very small accounts, very large accounts, everything in between. And I think we just have a wonderful balance. I love it so much.
0: Well, I've heard the guild leader is great. So <laughs>
1: the guild leader is in fact awesome. <laughs> so great, <laughs> I married him. <laughs>
0: <Right>. Love it. <laughs> Okay, well, with all of that, uh, thank you so much, yeah, for learning so, getting to learn so much about you, Taliana. Um, <laughs> But hey, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the skill squish, uh, someone that affects something that affects a lot of us um, here at the top of Kyber. Uh It's something you've done a lot of research, and there's a lot of data out there. And we're all just kind of um, out there with the question marks over our head, like, what is this? What's going on? You know, is is, is there a problem here? Um, but uh, to kind of kick off the conversation, uh, Sarah, you want to give mm-hmm. this a little loose, you know, loosey-goosey kind of. Uh, loosey-goosey? Yeah. Skill, what, what is a skill squish?
2: Okay. So I'm going to start by saying this. I. I may get the terms wrong. So Taliana, feel free to correct me. But the way <laughs> I understand it uh, as as a I I would like to say average player, um, because so when you win or lose in Grand Arena, we all know this, your skill rating goes up by a set amount of points and it's different based off which which match you're in. Um so the skill squish is to basically prevent creating too much of a gap in between players with those skill ratings. So if you go on a win streak, you could theoretically lose your match, but still be ahead. Like You wouldn't fall in the ladder, so to speak. Um, so Skull Squish is to kind of sh- smush those gaps smaller. But it seems to be that they're smushing too hard. <laughs> and uh, you just kind of are getting smaller. The, what's ended up happening is the divisions in, in Kyber. And I don't know if this bleeds into the other uh, leagues, but I would assume it would eventually um the divisions themselves the amount of players are getting smaller because you're just kind of getting pushed down so much as this squish happens uh, and you're
1: falling in your in your rankings so so the problem they're trying to fight against is if you have a population and this is a statistics problem and i have to say i i owe a lot to dawn singer for explaining part of what's going on in here because I am not actually a stats person, believe it or not. Uh, I like numbers, but I am not a population statistics expert in any sense of the and popu- in any sense of the word. But if what what you have is if you have a population, you assume that the population is like a normal population, like a bell curve. And if you have sort of random movement where everything's approximating 50%, what ends up happening is that your scores end up spreading wider and wider and wider and wider. Your range gets bigger and bigger by natural motion, just from the stochastic motion, because there's so many people in. The middle, that as they win or lose, their scores start to spread. And so the goal of squish is to bring them back together to keep them in a narrow range because they've defined the divisions and the leagues as a number, right? As the scores spread, they get out of range with those fixed numbers. And so the goal of squish was to bring it back and reset that population at the beginning of every month without changing the order that people are in, but just bringing their scores back. So that's what they're trying to do. And if you look at it, we we don't know for real, for real, how they're doing the squish back, going back to the beginning of new GAC. But we can look at the population. Scott at swgh.gg, they've got all of that data, right? Ever since the anti-cheating moves came out where we got GAC history on, on GG. Uh, they've been able to do a lot of data collation where they can say, hey, we can count how many players are in a bracket and a bracket is defined by a league and a division. And they can then say at this moment in time, here's a snapshot of where everybody is and we can sort of see the motion, right? And so if you look historically at the numbers that they've pulled, you can see how things move and you can sort of uh, reverse engineer what GG, what 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 the what the devs have been doing for Squish, based on how the people are moving around. Okay. And so what we're doing a lot of is like looking at those numbers and being like, what must have happened to make this happen? And so early on, we don't have great data. Like I wasn't involved in this at that point in time that much. Scott would be putting out numbers, but they were kind of doing it a little haphazardly. Um, And then at some point um, I started hearing people complaining about their matches and saying, my matches are getting a lot harder. I feel like I'm getting worse. I'm dropping in divisions. I don't understand what's happening. Why am I getting worse? am I a bad player? And I was like, probably not, you're a good player. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can look at what's happening. So I went back and I found Scott's posts and I pulled his data tables and I started making graphs out of them to track the movement over time and see what had been happening. And it turns out that a couple of things have been happening. Um, They had had a couple of changes it looks like in how they apply that squish formula Mm -hmm. to solve different problems. And so you have, like, one pattern from, like, early GAC until, like, this summer. Okay. And then you have another pattern that started this summer where things changed again.
2: When they went to the four-week season.
1: Well, you know, when I don't know if it's based on the season or just when they changed how they did the squish. Okay. Like, I'm not looking at the seasons for that. I'm just looking at the player numbers and and how they're divided up. Mm -hmm. And so what was happening is that at the very, very beginning, Hyper 1 kept getting bigger and bigger. Oh. Kyber was staying oh. about the same, but Kyber one was drifting a little bigger. And I think what happened is they said, we have to squish harder mm. and they applied a new squish formula. And then in the course of about four months, Kyber went from 80,000 to 50,000 and Kyber one at that point was about 10% of that, which is about what they've said. The ta- the target was for Kyber one is to be 10% of Kyber. They never said what their Kyber goal was, right? And at that point, Kyber narrowed out, Kyber steadied out, but then Kyber one kept dropping. And so that piece we think of as a skill squish in Kyber one, where Kyber one gets smaller is actually just like the last since about August, I think um, August or, or so last year, probably. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece on it is that around last November, um, Don Singer and I kept talking about the Squish using really qualitative language. And so we would be be talking about the Squish and we kept using words that meant different things to talk about it. And we were getting very confused about what was going on because Squish is different at different places in the population. And so last November, what I did is I started going on to swgoh.gg at the beginning of the month when Squish happens. And cataloging for people in all the different divisions, I would find players across all of the divisions and leagues and write down their before and after skill rating for the squish. Okay. And then I graphed that. And it turned out to be really interesting. It turned out to have some very clear formulas that were being applied across each league. Different formulas? Different formulas for each league. Each league has a different linear correction. Carbonite is almost entirely squished up. Mm -hmm. Kyber has a squish that is squishing up at the bottom and down at the top. Oh. And it crosses over in about Kyber 3. Interesting. So when you say skill squish... Skill squish means very different things depending on whether you are a kyber player, a rhodium player, carbonite player, bronzium player. Mm. The goal on most of them appears to be to bring their scores back into that normal distribution. What's interesting about kyber is that they're applying a linear formula that looks like the kind of transform you would normally use for a normal bell-shaped population If you have a bell curve shaped population, you have a distribution of, you know, the whole thing that you learn in statistics class about your standard deviations and how far out from that you are Mm -hmm. around an average, it's going to be in the middle and you assume you're symmetric on both sides. If you do that, the kind of formula they're using can bring that population back to the mean. Okay. But they're applying that to Kyber one, which is not a normal population because it's on the very tail end of a very big curve. And so it's a very skewed population and it's almost more like an exponential curve, an exponential population than a normal one. And so what ends up happening is that if you look at the distribution of scores in Kyber one, the number that are bo- if you look at the skill range that is below the average, it's a couple hundred skill rating points from like Kyber five to Kyber three. And then, if you take a look, Kyber One is from thirty six ten skill mm-hmm. rating to I don't know what Asap is these days forty four hundred.
2: Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're using the top range to set what the top of the skill squish should be, which mm-hmm. means the magnitude of the squish in Kyber One and Two is way too big because yeah, they're going were... from the top. Because they're going from the top. Sorry, box. And that means that the people who are at the border are getting squished by more banners than you can make up.
0: Right. And that's what you were saying. They're squishing more than what is possible to earn in banners. Right. right?
2: And that's why we see a lot of people saying when
1: their first match of the season I won. Why did I get demoted? Right. Right. Because they aren't actually demoting you when the squish happens. They're demoting you after the first battle, after the squish. It also means that if you look at the first week of the month and you Mm -hmm. look at the size of Kyber One, it doesn't look small because the squish doesn't get caught in the GG numbers until the second week after relegation. And so for a long time, when we were only looking at it on the first of the month, we didn't understand what a big problem it was. And then Scott was so was kind enough. He's so awesome. Scott is just amazing. He started pulling the numbers for us every week. Right. And that way we could look at the movement. And it's really interesting because if you look at it week to week, what happens is you get that squish and you lose about, you know, you lose a good number. It ends up being 12 or 15% per month at the end of things. So I think you, I don't remember the precise thing amount that we're losing out of Khyber One that one week. And then you gain back in the next two weeks, Due to that natural spread. Okay. But the thing is that the squish is too large for the natural spread, which means that we're losing 12 to 15% overall each month. That's a big number. Yes, it is. We actually ran a projection. And if this keeps going on, then in a year, there's like nobody left to get <laughs> Right.
0: Uh, I think it was so funny that they basically came out and said um that uh sorry where is it um yeah they basically came out and said like the skill squish will not affect your the skill rating will not um change your division or league you are in and you said like it was like it technically they're right because like when that happens you're still in that until after your first battle right but you're like it's so disingenuous like for what like they're doing to be like technically correct that you know uh yeah
1: to be fair for most of the population it doesn't
0: right oh right right Because in most of the
1: population it's a relatively small change compared to what you can get back in a battle Mm-hmm. it's really only a problem at the very top where that magnitude is so large.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that a good point. There's
1: no I, way you can make that back.
0: Cover 1 problem, yeah, when they said uh, it will not impact your ability to reach the next division, um, which is very interesting. And then, um, yeah, you were talking about the distributions um, and that the one of the only things that they basically did is say um, – Back in the December 2021 Q&A, um, was them acknowledging where they're in the division, the, divi- the break percentages is for each division, um, and that their intent is to keep it as close to those numbers um, as possible. Can um, I tell you the very really funny thing the they system. never
3: acknowledged, Boxen?
0: Yeah, they
1: screwed it up the very first month. Twenty percent of Kyber was in Kyber One. <laughs> Do you remember when they moved that
0: boundary? Yeah, that's what they were saying too. Yeah, that even they like at the very start. They screwed it, it they
1: screwed it up the first month really badly. Right. right, in the player's favor, right? Oh, it was in the favor's favor, yeah. So yeah. when you went into that first month, it yeah. felt great. But that made it feel so much worse when everything shrank. And just to put some numbers on it, by the way. Yeah, please. Um, when we talk about that change, let me pull up my numbers here. Du, 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 du. While you do
0: that, really quick, uh, <laughs> I had seen you also mention on the forums that there may have been an adjustment to the formula in November. Is that? Um, did you a see little before in November?
1: A little before November. Little
0: before November, yeah. So, they, so it does seem like they are modifying whatever the Skill Squish formula is. I mean, we have the data showing that they're making modifications mm-hmm. to it at different times.
1: So what I think happened at that point is I think they used to have a uniform downward squish in Kyber and they realized that Kyber was shrinking. So that's when Kyber did that 80,000 to 50,000 thing I told you about. And then I think they reset and they reset the squish in Kyber because they realized it was shrinking and they wanted to preserve Kyber. And so yeah. I think they did a Kyber, that, that new Kyber formula mm. where they did that squish around the mean of Kyber to preserve Kyber. But the edge effect of that was that it screwed up Kyber one. So I do think that what we're seeing now with Kyber one is a result of them attempting to fix that larger bleed. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And so, uh, you know, again, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt there. What they're trying to do is really complex. They're trying to manage this really big distribution of players who play in interesting ways. that They don't intend where they're not moving in random ways. They're moving in biased directions and they're trying to use statistical tools to correct it automatically. And I think what happened is they said it and then nobody checked it. Mm. And it just kind of accumulated. I don't know if you recall old GA where we ended up with about 40% of the player base in Division One mm-hmm. By the time that they changed things. Mm. That was something that was an error in the player's favor in some ways. I think this is the exact same problem. It's just that this time it's not, right?
0: It's going Oh, and the this other time way. crystals are at stake as well. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean the number of crystals honestly isn't isn't that large between Kyber one and two.
0: Oh, sure, on a daily and basis.
1: Yeah. Kyber itself is is holding steady.
2: Okay, the from one to five
1: is from one to five. If you sum them all together, that's holding very steady. They did a great job of hitting a formula that would keep that steady. Mm-hmm. That's good it's to just know. this top part that's a little bit broken right now. Um, for numbers on it, by the way, if you go from about last April, um, there were like 13 and a half thousand players in kyber one. Yeah. And we were a little under two thousand last week.
2: Which is that that's less than a year.
1: Wow. Kyber itself shrank from 80k to 50k. Mm-hmm. And then at, at that point, you would expect about five thousand. And we're a little, we're under half of what we'd expect to see based on the size of Kyber.
0: And then were you saying as Kyber 1 is being affected, is Kyber 2 growing larger, but but people at the bottom of Kyber 2 were also getting kicked out?
1: Kyber 1 and 2, I think, are about the same if you sum them together, but I haven't actually like made the charts for that. Sure. I wasn't sure if there's uh, any sort you of relationship that Kyber happening. There. is holding steady and yeah. I believe Kyber 1 plus Kyber 2 is staying about the same. Mm-hmm.
0: And I believe it was something like around 900 players got kicked out of kyber won this latest squish it seems like it's right around
1: this last this last yeah. one went from 2752 to 1998 so that would be about 750
0: okay yeah the scene is about that range and it has it been it, about that range for like each squish or has each squish well, been different it's like a
1: percentage it's like a percentage base.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's right? going to keep getting smaller. as
1: The numbers are going to get smaller, it's... but the percentage is going to stay about the same if, Interesting. If, if they don't change the squish formula. And I okay. can tell you that we've done that squish tracking now, November, December, January, February, and they've fallen on the same lines. Yeah. So we know they're using the same formula. Right. Right. We'll see what the next squish
0: does. Yeah. So if the next squish is, is like 600 it. people out, it'll be down to just what, 11 or 1200. Well, don't forget months. also,
1: we're going to gain a few uh-huh. hundred people back.
0: Right. Right. right as they so it'll go it. back
1: up. So if you take a look at last, uh, if here's a month where I have like all three weeks, right? You have um, before squish, it's, you know, this would be December. Before squish, we have 3,600, right? After squish, it's 2,776. The next week it's Mm 2,961. The next week it's 3,146. So you get a good number that come back. But then it squishes again. And this time it goes down to Mm 2,557. So it squishes down 250 more. We lost 250 permanently. Right. So you have to make sure that when you're doing a squish, if you're talking about the permanent change in the divisions, you can't just go week to week. You have to go month to month at the same time in the month. And that's something to be aware of, right? Hmm. There's the initial squish, but then you get that natural spread back into the division. What they need to find is the squish point where that the squish that they squish out is the same as the spread that comes back. You need to get a good balance there. And that's what they haven't quite done yet. So do you,
2: do you think like, let's give them the, the benefit of the doubt and say like what you were saying they've applied it they didn't check it it kind of ran away from them and now they're like oh how do we fix this mm-hmm. would you say that they have to look at it how you're explaining it you have to look at it from each week and then also month to month to to come up with a
1: solution i think you do yeah i think you have to be aware of that and and try and figure out what the problem is because it's a surprisingly complex little problem it's I- actually not easy and when it, when it all, all comes down to it, since the day they introduced new GAC and we started trying to figure out what this matchmaking was, they were talking about when they're like, we're going to do this, you know, basic matchmaking or whatever it was. And we started reading up like how that works in other games. The biggest problem is they should never have used the same skill rating for matchmaking as they do for rewards. Hmm. Because they could squish a matchmaking rating all they wanted if it didn't affect our rewards and we wouldn't care. That's a good point. Mm. If they just defined the reward segments by like percentages of the population or something. Yeah. And then had a separate number that did matchmaking. None of this would ever have been a problem.
2: Like if you had your rewards be rank one, rank two, rank three, like your top five, whatever. And then- Kind of how they do now, but then instead of making it a Kyber 1 reward, it's rank
0: the X to Y.
1: Kyber 1 is the top 5,000 players.
0: Yeah. That's what I was really thinking in terms of just kind of, there's I'm sure several different solutions, but it almost seems like the static signposts for each division are like really causing a problem and if instead they were able to like mark that signpost if if they're re- genuinely saying like k k1 should be 10%, k2 should be 25%, k3 should be 30% and then they can move the signpost based on that intent you know you're still sticking with you know that you can squish all you want right and then you know it doesn't matter who's above 3610 um mm-hmm. yeah
1: Well, and what's really interesting is through this whole thing, the player base has been within 20K of the same number. Like there's only been a 20,000 player shift back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Since we started tracking these numbers, our player numbers are holding real steady.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And so you could just do it rank based. I'm, I'm assuming that they did it the way they did because they wanted it to be flexible in case there were big population shifts or something. But it turns out that there haven't been. Like we've mm-hmm. actually been doing a remarkably good job at maintaining our player numbers in GAC.
0: That's interesting, even in spite of datacrons, people are stuck speaking We had a, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: yeah. There were, We lost about, fifth, uh, we lost about about sort of 10 to 12K around datacrons,
0: wow. but you know, some of them oh, came that's back. That's interesting, okay, right, okay. And then we saw some of them come back. And we saw
1: some of them come back. If yeah. we look at where we are right now, um, we are only 10 K under the maximum we've had since we started recording new GAC. So it's okay. not that, not that far, no,
0: which makes players,
1: it probably your numbers hold remarkably steady given, given everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't say anything about how seriously anybody's taking anything, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But if you, we're just looking at who clicks join and it takes an active act to click join.
2: Yeah. You're actually logging into the game and playing. Yeah playing 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 yeah
0: <laughs> and with that variable staying somewhat you know uh stable it probably makes it a lot easier to analyze you know what's happening with the squish knowing that it's not the players joining that's causing any of the fluctuations
3: mm-hmm.
1: we we create, we graph most things by both numbers and by distribution so i'll graph it like total player numbers and then i'll also do a normalize it to one and look at percentages. And I try and analyze both ways when I'm putting together a, a chart. Uh yeah. and then I use whichever one communicates my message. <laughs> right. When I'm putting it out to the players.
0: Yeah. Um and then so I guess real quick just to kind of mention, yeah, so uh, where are you putting these out? I know you just had a um post on the forums. Um you did your latest um one oh boy yeah um you did your first one i guess um on november 2022 mm-hmm. Um, regarding it um and then i believe you just did one from february and actually oddly enough i actually tried to book you on an earlier show and you said well hold on i think it might be fixed <laughs> like let's I was so hopeful <laughs> let's hope let's, I was let's so hope hopeful. we don't even have to do this episode because yeah. it'll be fixed and I was like oh no like I really want to cover this um so that was a bit of me being selfish but um but yeah so funny that um yeah this is still an issue wasn't fixed uh, and of course yes you just made a post about the February squish uh we're under 2k and a uh, great place to go and check out your graphs um you are posting A lot of the graphs, um, the stuff that you're viewing there. And then I also found some on the CAM server. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I kind of splash them around wherever people are talking about it. If I'm talking to somebody about something, I'll drop a graph here and there. Mm -hmm. I'm not very organized about it, to be honest. It's like the conversation is happening. Let me give you some data. You know, uh, people will be talking about it, and I'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Here, have some data. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And sort of let's anchor that conversation in real numbers. Uh, because I think it it helps us a lot if we have concrete comparisons, mm-hmm. because we could say all sorts of things. And if I look back at some of our conversations, when we were first trying to talk about the squish and we didn't have the charts to go with, um, we kept talking at cross purposes because we didn't have something to anchor that. So mm-hmm. if I'm in a conversation with someone and data is appropriate, I put my graphs up <laughs> I used to, with old, old GAC stuff, I used to put it on Reddit, but I just, I don't have the energy for that anymore. Um, It gets a lot of attention, but I just don't have the energy. So uh, the data all comes from swgoh.gg. And so I usually try to make sure that I share my graphs there because I feel that they ought to see the fruits of their effort, of all the work they're putting in. I feel like I ought to be sharing that because they're the ones who are giving me the numbers. Like it's not my numbers, it's their numbers, right? So I kind of feel like we need to anchor that conversation there to be fair because this is their data. They are so awesome to share this with the community and to go to F- at the extra work to pull those numbers for us, right? Um, and then... I tend to hang out on a number of different discord servers where these conversations tend to happen and we have a lot of geeky people. So the cam server is clearly one of those places, right? The cam server exists because all of the cam streamers are horrible numbers geeks who did things like let's figure out how to model these characters to win these, you know, to win these, uh, these battles. Right. Um, The grand arena science server is a great place for talking data. And so I share those there. Um, I share them sometimes on Gambit. Every once in a while, I'll go on Playbook
3: mm-hmm.
1: if there's a conversation there. If somebody tags me in, I'll show up. <laughs> and so a lot of times what happens is people will be talking about something and they'll be like, I think Taliana has these numbers and they'll ping me and I'll come in and be the numbers fairy, dropping <laughs> in the data into the conversation. Here you go. And uh, then and then float away again.
0: He's Uh-oh. kept her spell of graphs. <laughs>
1: Um, And then anytime I do a survey where I send that survey out to the community, I try to make sure that if I know that a survey has gone out to a particular server, I try and share the results of it on that server as well. Yeah, Can you talk
0: a little bit about that? Because you did do a survey for um, the skill squish, I think, or you were uh, getting feedback from players, right? Mm -hmm. Um, At a time. And um, yeah, what kind of happened with um, the results of that? Or, you know, how did that survey go?
1: Uh, So it turns out that when you survey on Discord servers, you get a high predominance of Kyber one and two players. So I got several hundred responses from Kyber one and two players (laughs) and only a couple in other divisions. Mm -hmm. But that was actually really good because it did give me a really solid base of data that covered all of that Kyber one spread. But then to fill that out, what I do is I go on to GG and I start looking at guilds of different sizes and just clicking on their players Mm -hmm. and filling in myself as though I were those players, their squish Mm -hmm. and use, and I use that to fill out my carbonites and my chromiums and my bronziums. Right.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and so when, if, if you, if you remember the graph, that's got all the lines and weird the, the different colored lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the actual skill squish graph, and it shows you know x axis is skill rating, y axis is how much was I squished, right. and so a positive number is somebody who is squished up, and a negative number is someone who is squished down. Does that make sense? And so all of all of carbonite gets squished up, all of bronzium gets squished up. Interesting chromium some get squished up some get squished down
3: Mm -hmm.
1: erodium mostly gets squished down but only a tiny tiny amount that's that fighting the spread thing Mm -hmm. and then kyber is where it gets really really weird so (laughs) kyber has that huge negative formula line applied to it Mm -hmm. that goes way out to asap up at the top (laughs) yeah
0: and this is his fault. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> no, it is not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> uh,
2: but so if you have this this curve like of the population, like you're explaining, you, you have to squish it both directions to get everyone back in the middle. Exactly. It just seems like maybe they're squishing too hard
1: on one end. They're squishing too hard in Khyber. They didn't think hard enough about what happened with that formula they were applying at the boundaries of kyber one and two because we're getting at the boundary you get squished about 55 banners and a win is about 37 to 42 yeah
2: which is exactly why people aren't aren't uh they're getting demoted after they win
1: if you go back to that november post it has probably the longest thread of all of them Mm
0: -hmm. i was gonna say i think that really um is what sparked a lot of the conversation and drew a lot of attention to this i mean i certainly feel like it was the first uh you know, a uh, post or whatever that really kind of brought me into, you know, focus on the issue. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And uh, that, that, that was a great post on the forums.
1: In that thread about a page or two in is an example of someone where I got some data from the Mahan bot and he has like sort of records of people's movement, And so he was able to confirm, because when we put the skill squish out, people kept saying, oh, it's just people not playing in Kyber 1. That's all that's happening. They're just dropping because they're not playing. And we're like, that's not the case. And one of the things we had was this graph of the skill rating for a player showing, and he was able to basically artificially take out the squish and show how much that particular account had been dropped by the squish. Oh, right. And to show that this was a person with a winning record Mm -hmm. and yet they had fallen divisions. And I think that ability to sort of show up a, a, a concrete example of someone who's done everything right. They've been winning. They've been winning. And yet they're all they're moving down. I think that helps players understand the problem. Mm hmm. Because before that, whenever I would say there's skill squish, I would get this pushback of people just aren't playing GAC. Right. And I would be like, yes, they are. I have the numbers. <laughs> but <if>, until <laughs> you know, we had it had some of those individual use cases, it was hard to convince people that the skill squish was a legitimate statistical problem and not just a player behavior problem. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I actually was mentioning that to Zareth because I had a season that was a quote unquote winning season. And my skill rating at the at, at the end of that season, well, I guess it would have been the start of the next one when the squish happened, was lower than where I had started before my winning season. I was like, this
1: doesn't make sense. And then it gives you kind of like this bad feeling, right? Like, yeah. like What like, happened to me? Why am I such a bad player now? Why am I now worse than I used to be? Because we see Kyber one as a title. Yeah. It means you're a good PvP player. And it used to mean one thing, and now it means something completely different. Mm-hmm. And so I have to keep telling people, look, you're not a bad player. You're not a horrible person. It's okay. You're good. Uh, it's not your fault. You are playing as well as you used to. It's just that they've cut the numbers by 10, by 12,000 players. Yeah. You're still playing against the same people that
2: you were playing against before, whether it's actually the exact same person or or a similar person you're still in the right area theoretically
1: yeah it's just that you you, they're calling you kyber two now
0: right yeah i think everyone that that happens to probably doesn't know like when you uh get uh start a new round and you get squished but you're in kyber one and then you like win your first match and then all of a sudden you get relegated to kyber two i think everyone probably goes through that same question like what happened here? Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. I just won. Why did I go down a division? Right. And then they, someone inevitably has to explain to them, Oh, you know, like the squish put you down, even though you won, you didn't make it up. Uh, that <laughs> happened to my guild leader. Uh, just, uh, I think the start of this last one, uh, two, uh, yeah, and I had to kind of explain to him, nope, I noticed uh, you were under the mark, even though it said Carver 1, uh because you can look up the guild, you know, ratings, yeah. I'm always comparing because I'm so super competitive, but you were also <laughs> saying like, outside of just the problem mathematically with the statistics and the formula and everything you know the the distress also becomes a problem here because you're this really does become like a negative feeling on the players on what is essentially the most important game mode
1: if i keep winning and i'm going down why should i even try exactly is a common thing people say Like people feel bad about it and it makes them feel negatively about PVP. It makes them feel negatively about GAC and GAC takes so much time. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want is your most engaged, most competitive players feeling bad.
0: Oh, I cannot wait to see the rage when, like, the K1 top 100 start falling out. The, the K1, you know, like, yeah. once that K, I mean, because right now we're at, like, that 1900 or whatever. But, you know, once it starts dipping under, like, into the top 1,000, I think, which is probably, what, like, three three more, like, rounds, uh, seasons, and it starts. It
1: depends on, okay, if the loss is 12% a month. Yes, and we will dip under a thousand in uh five to six months.
0: Oh, five to six months. If okay, the loss because of again,
1: fifteen percent, which me. is on the high end that it's been. Yeah. Then it will be um in it will it will be in five months.
0: Five months. Okay, oh, so wow. five months we're gonna start it's under a thousand five, players. A thousand. a thousand players in Kyber. Okay. Yeah.
1: So five, yeah. five to it's gonna be sort of five to six yeah. months. So sometimes before they're summer. under
0: a thousand. Okay. And then do you think it'd be like another, I mean of course you can bring this, but another like five to six before it dips into the top five hundred?
1: Uh top five hundred, if it goes at twelve percent, it'll be uh yeah, it would be another, it would be eleven months out from now to be at four eighty seven if it's twelve okay.
3: percent. Okay. Um wow.
1: it'll it actually dips on down to down to five hundred at about the same time either way. Um mm-hmm. about eleven months from the beginning of February if they don't correct things. But I have to be honest, I have to believe that at some point they're going to figure this out and do something.
0: And do you think that they, like, they've been making adjustments, right? Do you think that they continue making adjustments until they get it right and just never acknowledge this is a problem, never come (laughs) out and make a statement? (laughs) You know, they just keep kind of tweaking it subtly in the background until maybe they they figure it out or get a solution?
3: They
1: haven't said anything yet. Mm -hmm. I don't think they've ever publicly acknowledged anything about populations in divisions or leagues in any GA forum ever, like from old GA to new GA. And that's like four, what, four years, three years, four years of playing now since GA came in. I don't think they've ever publicly addressed sizes of divisions and leagues as things happen other than that one major resize in GA, in old GA, when right. they dropped it from like 40% of the player base back down to a normal number.
2: Yeah, because they didn't even say anything. I mean, I think it was, where was it? I saw I saw your your note here, Vox. Yeah, so it's the, the December 2021 Q&A was when they talked about the percentages roughly kind of loosey-goosey and they're like, oh, this is our intent it might shift a little bit but we want to kind of keep it close and then that was it it wasn't even really an exact you know confirmed statement so to speak
0: well and i was just amazed to learn that you know your data is showing that they have tweaked the squish formula at times Mm -hmm. i mean that's what really blew my mind that it's like okay well they're tinkering you know i mean that's i'm trying to view that as a positive right so
1: they're not tinkering often enough. <laughs> like they, they need someone a little bit. What they really need, like we would not be having this conversation if they had someone who would look at the divisions every month mm-hmm, and say, hey, is there a tweak needing to make? Or if there was an alert set up to say, hey, when Kyber One drops below this number, send out a ping and you know, do a boost. But I think they're trying to be fair. I think mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is an automated thing that they think will be fair. It's just that it's not quite working, yeah. And it's not intuitively obvious. I mean, how many hours have players on Discord spent talking about this? Yeah, it's not a simple problem. I I am
2: a little surprised that that it has gotten to this point, and like I, I mean, I'm surprised. Like Voxen said that that you've seen that they've been tinkering it. I don't know if they still work there but they hired someone a while ago that was a data scientist and I don't I don't know if they're still at CGU so which is why I'm I'm more surprised that this is happening cuz I I would think if you have like a data scientist on staff or more than one or whatever they would be able to
1: kind of analyze this from their side as well but what are they analyzing? Right. So we don't
2: right.
0: know what
1: they're looking at. We don't know where their focus is. If their focus hasn't been on this or if, for example, they have come out every month, a league graph. Right. OK. The problems are not obvious because Kyber one is such a small part of it. If you look at a holistic whole player base, the changes in Kyber one look very small. Right. If you're it's just that the impact of them on this particular subset of players who is so incredibly engaged is large but the actual problem is a really small problem compared to the entire population. It's hard to see unless you look for it. And it's just that we notice it because we are so engaged. And so, you know, as I said, all of discord is Kuiper one and two. I mean, yeah, I, I was just, all of. but a lot of discord are these high end players who have been playing this game for six years mm-hmm. and we talk a lot mm-hmm. And we work on these things a lot and we care a lot more, right? It it affects us. And so of course we're going to be the ones to see the problem.
2: Well, and it's a little bit, kind of, I don't want to say double-edged, but it, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier when you put out your survey and you get a ton of Kyber one feedback and Kyber two feedback, because we're the people that are on the forums, we're on Reddit, we're on discord, you know, the majority of them that I should say, because you do see a few that are very, competitive in smaller leagues but it's not Of course, it's not um at the same like ratio
1: right right i mean it's just it's it's it again i'm oversimplifying when i say it's entirely kyber one two it's it's dominated by that but you have people throughout right
0: well it's also where a lot of the money is the the not necessarily you would you don't think so okay you
1: would be surprised so when java came out right when Jabba came out he was pay to play
0: right right of course yeah and yeah. when you
1: looked at where Jabas were, most of the Jabas were not in the top guild.
0: We're not in Ky- Kyber 1 and Kyber 2? No, no. No, oh,
1: interesting. They were okay. not, or at least not in the top 100 guilds. So we, on GG, there's a really interesting thing you can do where you can separate total numbers and top 100 numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can say, how many Jabas are there in the top 100 guilds? That's the top 5,000 players, theoretically, right? Yeah. And not entirely, like not all the guilds, not That's whatever. A but, and then you can take a look at how many there are total. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was somewhere like half to two thirds of Jabba's were not in the top 100 guilds. Interesting. So a lot of money is not necessarily in that highly competitive area.
0: Yeah. I guess I wonder as well, though, I mean, if you're looking at top 100 guilds, that was the Venn diagram of that with Kyber one and two. Like, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering if that would be, a, you I know, don't know that. Right, right. A, a, Differently distribute distribution of the number of Jabas who are in Kyber one and Kyber two because I, I think that's pretty standard. I mean, I just fell into Kyber two and the guy I'm facing right now doesn't have Jabba, and I had to do a double take. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm facing someone who doesn't have jails. I'm just so used to it. Um, but I think, uh, I also wanted to say that, uh, hey, top 500 of Kyber people, your days are numbered 11 months. That's all you got. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting to them. But then my other point here is, if they, even if they fix the skill squish, at this point, it would seem they need to do a realignment, right? They need to do a bigger adjustment oh, wow. than just fixing the squish, which almost would yeah. seem like they have to do the problem considering we're so far off of what their intent was because uh i think even you were saying yeah 0. 0.88 now of players are in kyber one i don't um, even I, I i'd have to do that math i don't remember Oh, okay i was just looking at your De- december uh squish uh let's see oh i guess it's probably down because that was your december squish um For 1998
1: headline. uh if you divide uh, let's see let me pull the calculator real quick uh 1998 oh. divided by 313 472 uh, we were at 0.637 um, oh yeah so that it, in that, it, uh in, in in on the week of two eight that was last week
0: Right. So that seems very far off from their intent and that some sort of alignment adjustment would outside of fixing the squish would be necessary. So
1: um, you don't necessarily have to do a big fix with a sudden burst. You could, that would be one way to do it would just be to do a reset. But -hmm. the other thing you could do is just allow a loosening of the squish, like make the squish flat at the bottom of Kyber one. Mm-hmm. And let growth naturally push people back into Kyber one. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit your target size, make it a little bit bigger, just a little bit bigger to hold it there.
0: Well, we've seen they're not very good at hitting yeah. these targets. They made the adjustments it and it was nat- too big. Wouldn't too
1: it small. be great to naturally grow back into Kyber? I,
0: I guess it would. Yes, well, well, that be would be. Awesome I guess It would to
1: my way back in instead of having yeah. it handed to me. Like, that would be Awesome.
0: Yeah. But what they
1: also need to do, I will say what I think they really need to do, and this will be a little controversial, although some top 200 people agree with me on it. I've checked with a couple people. I think they need to have a massive, massive squish for the top 200 players. Okay. Where the top 200 players just get smashed down to where any of them can match against any of them, 100 to 200 players. Yeah. And they should just be massively fattened with like an exponential formula squish. Mm. And then under that do that gentle squish for the rest of kyber one because if you take a look at it it's really funny Um, the top 100 players cover a approximately 800 skill rating range yeah the next 1888 players cover a 200 skill rating range Mm mm-hmm that's your problem with the linear squish Mm -hmm.
2: because then you have the top 200 always get matched always i say loosely but most of the time get matched in the same brackets because Mm -hmm. yeah you have one player at one skill rating and no one else is at that skill rating with them but lower down you have multiple players at the same skill rating
1: Mm-hmm. So you need to squash all those players like a pancake down into competitive ranges wherever you think that cutoff is, mm-hmm. and then just be gentle with the rest of Kyber One in order to allow that bracket, that division to to to, to re reform to come back.
0: Yeah, wow. well, I think it's really interesting because I don't know that we expect the fix next month. Um, <laughs> so I mean, you know, we're talking about five months dipping into the top one thousand you know, if we see it within the top, you know, at that point, sure, I guess it'd be fun to naturally go. But I mean if I was someone who was, you know, a top one thousand player and I'm getting pushed out of kyber one, I don't want to play back in. I I I never should have been out of kyber one in a top one thousand in the first place. I want back in. You well know, that's the thing is if they took the I, I, want off, if they I want justice. I wish you yeah. would be back. Oh, say if again? they
1: didn't apply the squish, you would come back very quickly. It would re- it would reset. Like if you if you had just been knocked out that month, you would be back in. If they didn't squish.
0: Right. Right. Again. Uh sure 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 but because i guess the I'm natural still just...
1: movement for kyber one is to grow and we're growing 300 200 300 players a week it's just that we're knocking somebody out
0: yeah i think mm-hmm. the sentiment is you know yeah. more of uh, what i'm going for there but uh, but i do understand <laughs> i do, I do appreciate thing. that yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so we just i think it'll just be really interesting you know heaven forbid we hit that 11 month mark Right. And then I think oh. we start to get more of an uproar. Not that we will, but uh, can't not, we can't it, okay? say that we won't, though. I mean, you know, we're, we're a year into it now. So I have to say
1: it took them about 10 months longer in old GA to fix the division problem than I had predicted. Hmm. I certainly hope it doesn't take them 10 months longer than I predicted to fix this one, because mm. I kind of predicted January would be a fix. Right. OK. 10 months out from January is a long time. Mm -hmm. Do you think think, they do it faster than that?
0: And this is a good place to just really put in, uh, acknowledge that they have acknowledged, they do know that this exists.
1: There's a number of people who have said that they have talked to various people about it. I mean, we don't know anything formal. We know that there is awareness. We know they've seen the forum posts. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the reasons I went to the forum is I'm like, this is the feedback section. If we want to get this to the devs, where am I going to put it? I'll put it here. Right. Uh, I started for a little while totally trolling it. Whenever they do those Q&As, like here's a new marquee character. What's your q and I'd be like, Q&A, when are we fixing the skill squish? Have you seen my forum thread here?
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> and so, you know, anytime there was any opportunity to get questions that supposedly would go to devs, I would throw something in there just to raise awareness because you know that, I mean, they love this game too. You know, they love this game too. And you know, they want to see it succeed. And so you have to hope that once you make them aware of the problem, the problem will get on their to do fix list. You, you have so. to believe that. Otherwise (laughs) we're, do you, do you think that this fix, because you said the
2: the last one that they did took about 10 months longer than you had originally predicted. Do you think this one's more complex?
1: Well, I mean, it depends on what level they fix it. Right. There's many, many things they could do and what they do doesn't necessarily have to be what I would do because I mean, especially if they get their data scientist on it, they Mm. may come up with a beautiful fix. You know, if it turns out that, hey, the fix they put in wasn't done by their data scientist, it was done by someone doing their best with a, you know, statistics class out of, out of you know, undergrad or grad school. And they, you know, they applied this normal population solution that works in a lot of cases.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if they have a data analyst who can help them with it, maybe they'll end up with something that's really beautiful. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. Or it could be that they just say, okay, we'll hack it by changing the boundaries.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that could work, work too. That's so, what I was going to ask. What would be your fix?
1: Uh, well, I told you what my fix was. And you were like, that's emotionally unsatisfying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> just let curve. everyone grow
0: back in. okay? I would I would yeah.
1: flatten the curve for K1, K2, okay, to, gotcha. K2 to come back because okay. it would regrow faster than it's been squished.
0: That's right. Yeah. Emotionally unsatisfying is right. <laughs> but <you> know, <laughs>
1: that's what Sometimes. i would do i would do a two-phase yeah. squish solution one i would just flatten gotcha. it and then flatten okay. it. i would i would squish down the top and allow everything else to grow back yeah. over the course of three four five months right mm-hmm. and then i would try and like just tweak it a little bit and make just like a nice shallow right. curve line that goes to our exponential okay. that's yeah. what i would do and i sort of thrown a graph about that around a couple places on some of the floor. oh okay yeah. um
3: what well, do like, I know? The heck like, is that graph anyway? That
1: it. doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm like, okay,
3: yeah, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> it's like it makes sense to me, but I've also been staring at this data for, yeah, months, right, yeah. Uh, but I would stop. I would, I would fix that line. That mm-hmm. line is broken. They just can't do that line. If they wanted something even simpler, you know, hey, they they did that whole thing around the mean for Kyber, and that's holding Kyber steady. Maybe they should just subdivide Kyber One and make it its own regression to the mean. I don't know. Mm. Um, that you know they'll figure out what they want to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They could just do a one time dump a bunch of skill ratings, positive squish on everybody. Wouldn't that feel good? You could just positively squish all of the <laughs> players back in. Um, you know, we'll see what they we'll see what they choose.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, reset and, and uh, I, I, I have to.
1: I have to. I have to imagine they'll do something. And whatever they do, will have unintended consequences. And we'll be talking about that in four months.
0: Great. We'll have <laughs> you back true. on. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I guess at this point, we just have to hope that, you know, something happens sooner than later.
1: Yeah. I think we really do. I think we have to just kind of, they've got to do something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they may know better than I how to solve that. I, I have a couple of proposed solutions. Um, Whether mine are the absolute best, I don't know. But the two problems is they need to get that. They need to regrow kyber one and then they need to fix the formula so it doesn't happen again.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, Well, I think with that, we'll move on a little bit from the squish. Um, Talk about a little, a couple other things here um, since we've got you because Taliana, you are so much bigger than just a skill squish analyst. Uh, mm-hmm. You are also uh, one of the best cam mission coaches out there. You know, it's really funny when we were at, when I was working on booking you. I was just reaching out because, of course, you were kind of everywhere about the skill squish, and that was how I was really like associating your name at the time. And then <laughs> I was looking as like oh, what servers do I share with? And I was like, oh, cam server. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? Taliana, like I've watched you coach countless cam missions. Like I've talked to you, I'm pretty sure a couple of times before um, when it was like no one else was in. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the chat, the, the voice chat, sharing their screen and stuff. It's just like, oh, my gosh, like, how cool is that, that you also have live this other double life, you know, uh, the cam <laughs> coach over on the cam server. Um, can you tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into cam coaching and, um, you know, where you were at, like with that server and kind of go into a little bit of your background there?
1: It was a natural growth thing. So mm-hmm. the cam server started as a Merc guild. It started as a Merc Flash Guild, which is why it's 50 Shards of Cam. Back at the beginning of Lightside Geo, uh, the difficulty was such that you had a lot of people whose guilds couldn't even reach the Cam mission, but who had Cam-ready rosters. And so, like, the very, very top guilds could do their own thing. But there were a lot of players in a lot of guilds where the way they structured stars in Light Side Geo, it didn't hurt their guild for them to leave. Right, It wouldn't cost their guild anything to lose a couple players but then they could go over and join this big flash guild to get shards with their roster without having to leave their home guild. And so it was really really powerful for those like, mid-size, upper mid-size guilds that weren't going to be able to get more than a couple of shards for a very long time to be able to send just a couple players to go market. And so brownie is the one who organized this, hmm. and um, you know I was on a lot of servers with him, and uh, I, I I got pulled in as part of the organizers there, and then Mai, who's actually in my guild now, <laughs> was another of those organizers, and she's involved in a lot of different, um, you know, she's had she's she's so social, she's in so many different, you know, has friends in so many different alliances and guilds uh, all around, so we, we were sort of that core set of people organizing that first flash guild. And so it started as we have this flash guild and while we're here, let's collect data and see what it takes to win. And so we started analyzing videos from that first like five or six runs online. And then we put out a survey using Google forms. Brownie taught me to use Google forms (laughs) to say, Hey, if you're running this mission, what are your mods? Like what happened at the beginning of your run? What moves did you use and did you win? Mm -hmm. And then Jubai with DSR was kind enough to put that on his cam modding Mm -hmm. command, his his command for that. And so a lot of people saw it and we were getting like 300, 200, 200, sometimes 300 runs a month of data for Uh who was winning the runs and who was losing and what happened. And then we could use that to guide a modding strategy that and, and a run strategy that could help to maximize wins. And when the Flash Guild kind of died because guilds got to be big enough that people didn't need to leave their guilds anymore, mm-hmm. it got to the point where we were having like 25 people a month or something, and it's really hard to do the Flash Guild with that. We stopped doing that, but people kept asking still, how do you do the runs? And so we sort of organically grew this crew of cam streamers and shout out to the cam streamers because we have had some amazing, amazing, amazing people on that server. And I especially have to shout out to CD who mm. has really taken over from me. Like, uh, you know, I am not the the cam queen anymore. Mm. <laughs> CD is the death goddess of the Petronaki mm. Arena. She is, uh, you know, she is amazing. And uh, and then there's a, a number of other wonderful, wonderful, wonderful new streamers who are very active who have come in and really revitalized what we do there. And, um, we, you know, we've we've got this whole setup <laughs> for streaming people in through cam as they come in to get their shards. And we got to the point where we basically had, if you came in with the right mods, you would win. We could theorycraft our way out of almost any opening. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And it's just really amazing, right? And um, when the new uh, territory battle came out, Mm -hmm. um, the Rava mission... We took a look at it and for a very long time, it was basically like, do a couple of mod tweaks and you're good to go. And we're like, well, I guess, you know, things are going to shut down. You know, I guess we're going to slow down here. Um, it's really interesting because the change where they're now putting thermals back into that mission,
3: yeah,
1: all of a sudden make it more challenging again and make the mods more important and make the strategy more important. And so I do think that the 50 shards of cam, it, it is sort of 50 shards of Reva incarnation. We're probably going to see a lot more people coming back in over the next couple of months because it does look like that mission is very winnable, mm-hmm. but you really have to think your way through it. And that's the kind of thing where, again, having those streaming coaches is really going to help a normal player who doesn't have time to put an hour and a half into figuring out what the strategy ought to be. Mm-hmm. what button to push when what button to push when mm-hmm. and again you know it's it's not going to be for everybody you'll get places like you know sarah is amazing as a streamer right sarah gets her shards for everything and so you'll have places that have their own sarahs and they don't need a place like 50 shards a cam right but if you have players who are in guilds that don't have their own in-house streamer then sending some people over to watch all those missions allows them to become trained in such a way as to then go back to their home guilds and take that knowledge back and spread it to the 50 players with them. And again, a shout out there to CD. Um, We now do these training sessions and that is all CDs invention, right? Mm -hmm. She does in the off season when it's not the territory battle week, you know, she's taken to doing things where she'll, she'll take like videos and walk people through training them how to win runs. Yeah. And, you know, that was done with cam runs. And I, I kind of assume it'll probably happen again with Reva. We'll see how C D feels about some of these things. I don't want to put my words in her, <laughs> her mouth, but uh, you know, she's been very involved in figuring out modding strategies and run strategies here. And uh, you know, hopefully that will, you know, will be able to continue to be of help to people.
0: Yeah, I definitely have seen some of her training videos uh, or, you know, tuned into one of her little trainings uh, or streams and picked up mechanics that I didn't realize, like, were occurring there. So it it can be really valuable, even if it's just some tiny, tiny, tiny thing, which is great, like, um, with five's Taunt, you know, and, of course, the defense increase, but also, like, the extra offense. And, you Mm -hmm. know, you might understand that mechanic works, but then she'll point out, like... You know optimal times to use it or maybe here's a time you want to hold it right little things like that where it's just like really invaluable um one of the things i'm going to go through a couple questions here um i wanted to mention that you said that mod set was out there and that was picked up and that's over on grand ivory uh which i think which is what you were mentioning with the cam mod set
1: so there's a number the of different people mod data. There's a number of okay. different people who have different things. Yeah. Um, and so for Cam, uh, the really, really early one was DSR bot and then Hotbot ran a fifty shards of cam.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: like a number of different people have them based on different things and based on different people. Okay. There's a there's a um there's a hotbot, there's a hot utils um
0: there is, yeah.
1: From Paka. that's great oh. for people who are still running Cam. Okay. Got a couple of sets for either high end or medium end players for people who are still roaming cam. Presumably we'll end up with those things for Reva. Um, what I will I say, just for anybody say I hope, is, watching so. is um, for the new Reva health needs to be far, 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 far away from you. Yeah. Health out the window, no health anywhere. Health will kill you because it kills you with dots and thermals.
0: Mm-hmm. And thermals now. The, the,
1: <laughs> the lost cases are crazy, but It looks like if seven, if seventh sister gets a turn meter jump, Mm -hmm. you will lose. Yeah, and so we are recommending crit avoid arrows on ninth sister, and on um, GI, and on eighth brother because the mechanic there is if there's a crit on someone who is not seventh sister, that's when you get the turn meter jump, and it's a hundred percent turn meter.
3: Yeah. If you get that
1: crit and you have that jump, we are not recommended on Fifth Brother, at least at normal relic levels, because Fifth Brother has a second mechanic, which is that he does counters. Mm-hmm. And if Jawa dodges a
3: counter,
1: then because of GI's unique, it counts as damage to all Jawas, and you get 12. Thermals usually on average to your face. So we're recommending an accuracy arrow on Fifth Brother because that accuracy should overcome the dodge on Jawa. Yeah,
0: the modding is going to be kind of interesting with this
1: team. Crit avoid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: GI, ninth, eighth, accuracy, fifth.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No health anywhere as much protection as you can get.
0: Um, now, there's and, a specific
1: turn order, but, uh, but you, you just basically go look at the infographics at that point.
0: Okay. And mm-hmm. are there speeds that you want to hit? Will speed be a factor at all in terms of uh, outrunning them, accruing dots too fast per, like, their ter- them taking turns?
3: I think we
1: need to survey that.
0: Okay. I yeah, think we we'll need to say
1: whether or not the speed makes a huge difference. Turn order is going to make a huge difference because the winning move is having seventh sister come up with her first turn when you have enough um, purge in place and then you have enough buffs that she can convert someone to get to the point where you get six purge to bring GI in for his bonus turn, to put torture on a tune when you have six purge, which puts tenacity up on all of your tunes, at which point you don't get thermals anymore and you can AOE everybody and kill everyone. So you're basically trying to massively manipulate things to not let GI go until he can put torture on somebody. with
0: With six purge. Yeah, and so do you think potency will also be a valuable stat? What was that, sorry? Uh, Will potency be a valuable stat then to make sure you're landing those purges?
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, we'll see, but the purges, a number of the purges are irresistible.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And so if a purge is irresistible, potency is not gonna matter. Okay. And again, at this point, I haven't spent enough time on the real nitty gritty. To really dig into potency as such, I can tell you tenacity is not important just because. These-
0: <laughs> Without me yeah. figuring yeah. out that was. You bear in mind see. that
1: one tenacity you just can't tenacity. Quite modulation. the
0: reality when they hold the stats. Out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, And then I was going to ask, you know, if you if there's been any change, like now that I mean, I guess you're almost going to be you'll be running both uh, Reva missions and cam missions over on the cam server, Mm -hmm. Um, because some people are still running the cam mission uh, for now until we get a Or, yeah, just for now. And then a lot of people now are switching over to Reva. So I was kind of wondering um, how that's been in terms of, well, I guess with the Reva, you probably haven't had to coach as many under the last system. That'll certainly change under the new system uh, after the bug fix. Um, And just, I guess, wondering, did you notice a big change in, like, cam coaching dropping off
1: oh massive drop off massive 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 drop off we haven't needed to have like multiple streams going and so we'll have things like oh there's five people chatting in the channel waiting for someone to show up (laughs) you know the the number of cams run just plummeted um when the when the new one came out and that makes sense right because a lot of people are running the new territory battle because of the increased rewards that you get Mm -hmm. um And so we don't know what we will see. Reva, we've had a handful of people who are looking for runs under the old system. I think more people have really kind of wanted a little more modding help. Yeah, And that's another of the things that our streamers uh, have come up with is they actually like, at, you know, at this point, I just kind of sit there and I'm like, wow, this is really awesome. What's happening around me was we have to get this dynamic community organizing themselves right mm-hmm. to do these amazing things. You know, they've got the modding channel where you go in and get your mods set up before you run and then you feed into the streaming channel so that people can just make them. you know, have people go go through. And, you know, we've had more people, I think, come in with Reva looking for modding help than necessarily run help but who knows what'll happen with the new one i kind of expect we're going to see a big influx when people see the thermals hit yeah
2: Yeah. i've even seen and i'm sure you've seen this too the occasional comment of people being like well it's still really easy i am like, but it's not going to be
1: (laughs) well it doesn't help that the cg was all like if you have the right modding and strategy your win rates shouldn't change much and then we're Mm -hmm. looking at
0: it being like everything's going to change.
1: That's sort of true. It's going to be like a little bit more like cam. If everything goes right in cam, you
3: win. mm -hmm.
1: And the people who have everything go right are like, but it's so easy. Mm -hmm. And then you have a run where you have nine burns and you're like, thanks. Uh, (laughs) And and so I think Rava is going to end up being like that as well. If it works out such that you get your GI with his turn at the right time and he does get a turn jump when there's six torture and that helps mm-hmm. but if you get the six torture and then gi goes you win mm-hmm.
3: okay, if the six anything parts.
1: happens to prevent that from happening you might not you might not yeah
0: I, I'll say I am I was way more nervous for the Reva mission just because everyone was like, it's so easy. And it's like, if I lose, I'm going to feel awful because this is quote unquote so easy. And in fact, I did drop one and like, I just felt I did. I felt terrible. I was just like, what can do I, I do with I ask, my life now?
1: Did you have your turn order off?
0: No, no. I had them. Oh, you had the I, I had the proper turn orders. Yeah. Um, basically, um, uh, was it scavenger I, um, my seventh, um, kept taking turns and Scavenger was just sitting there not taking a turn. And so (laughs) essentially I lapped him so many times that um, like three of my Inquisitors popped and died before he could die from the dots like it was just like three of mine died and then he popped and then I went into <laughs> the next thing but yeah just just immediate loss. I will
1: say that we learned we learned more about the mechanics of Jawas yeah digging into what was going to happen with thermals than I ever thought I would do. They have some really both the inquisitors and the Jawas have such interesting
3: mm-hmm.
1: mechanics that you never bother to read i didn't know that if you you know the jawa had high dodge yeah <laughs> who would who would know the jawa would have died i didn't know that the inquisitor that grand inquisitor did damage to everybody if
2: right if i was dodge. i was uh i was talking to someone in my guild about it and and he was saying it it's like a web now, just the interactions of all the different uniques. And and then you add in the hero ability and then the
3: animators
2: oh and the dots. It's just like this
1: web of knowing
2: where do you go next?
1: <laughs> and it really does look like platoons are going to be important. Yeah. So getting that four platoons or six platoons in phase two to lead into phase three makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be so much easier with full platoons.
0: It's Nobody be really knows for sure about dynamic.
1: the pirate because the pirate has a bug, and then we don't like the bug. But oh, we do like having. It's going to bring up the
0: pirate. I'm glad you said it.
1: We do <laughs> like having the pirate to throw attacks at if we don't want to hit a Jawa.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Because if you hit the pirate, you don't get thermals. I
0: hate that pirate, though. Yeah, so one of my (laughs) guildmates lost because he killed everyone, and then the pirate revived, and then the pirate wouldn't die. The pirate just sat there, and he got too many dots, and he died while the pirate just, like, was taunting him, you know, living. Like, the pirate just wouldn't die. (laughs) yeah so it it definitely seems like there's something going on with that pirate that That pirate
1: pirate has some kind of bug on his yeah on his revive and it's just a little bit odd and we don't whatever yeah (laughs) um he we we love him and hate him
3: Mm -hmm. okay he's a
1: great place to throw extra hits to avoid thermals but he's also um there (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, the- it, it, it takes one extra turn and if you pop while you're waiting for that one extra turn
0: yes right right yeah oh my gosh <sighs> yeah when he was saying that he even like the pirate even took that turn but didn't didn't die mm-hmm. so that that was like a really interesting interaction um that he had and even i was like duffel, but i i know I, I i'm i know that he's right yeah he ran into something you know one of those uh edge cases um with it so yeah i mean I, i'm so glad that you talked so much about the rava mission and everything coming up with that i think it's super fascinating certainly you guys were doing like major testing over there major major testing a, a couple weeks ago just yeah. saying if they fix the bug how we think they're going to fix the bug where they mm-hmm. enact the tag what is going to happen i the even dis- tuned in um right. to the, watch it a bit
1: the disclaimer is that a lot of this comes from an unofficial thing which is Hmm. there's a guy Barbarossa who has a sandbox which he's reverse engineered a lot of game components and I don't understand exactly what's going on there but I do know that it's not the real game It is a engineered sandbox where he is doing things. And so there's some possibility that there's something in that that may not be what the real mission is. And so take that with that grain of salt. But that said, what we were able to do with that is then do literally 50 runs, 100 runs, where we could just look at the start over and over and over again to see what happened, identify the problems. But then our recommendations actually aren't just based on the sandbox. Our recommendations are based off of using that to identify the problems and then digging into the kits of the tunes to identify what was causing that problem, to basically try to cut short the solution process instead of having to gather that same data by survey on month one. So we use that to say, oh, we see these openings where... Seventh sister is coming to is, is, is jumping forward too fast. Why is she doing that? Let's dig through the kits. Oh, she's doing that because of crits. Oh, let's try crit avoid, right? Why on earth is fifth brother sometimes ending up with 12 thermals, right? Well, let's go look at that. Oh, it happens every time Jawa dodges. Mm -hmm. Why on earth is Jawa dodging doing this? Oh, because of this stupid Mm -hmm. unique (laughs) That you never... Why is it that when GI goes, all of a sudden you have 25 thermals?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that thermal number jumps. I watched a lot of losses.
1: <laughs> and so, you know, that that's the that's the interesting thing about it is that while the problems were identified with the sandbox, and it's incredibly valuable to be able to do 100 runs to figure out what's a real problem versus an imaginary one. Mm-hmm. The recommendations that we are making are based off of taking those sandbox runs and then applying them to the in-game kit to figure out what we think we need to do as a recommendation to overcome it. And that anchoring to the real game, I think, makes the recommendations that we can make more a lot more solid.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So yes, we're using the sandbox that's not official to identify that problem. However, the recommendations that we are making are based off of the kits in the game.
3: Mm-hmm. And And it's it's,
1: just that it allowed us to identify all these weird interactions we would never have figured out.
2: And it's nice too, because you kind of are starting at like step four, so to speak, instead of step one. And then instead of having a major overhaul, once you collect the data, you'd be like, oh, actually,
1: we're just going to tweak this one thing here. That's what we hope. I mean, you remember the history on CAM, right? How much Mm -hmm. has our procedure changed over the years with the CAM mission? Yeah. Is we just keep tweaking and tweaking, tweaking, and getting better and better and better. If we can cut out that first three months of flailing, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice for everybody? Because you only get one shot every territory battle. And coming in with the right setup to maximize your chances means you're much more likely to go away with a smile on your face.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. it's always sad when you do a run and just that thing happens where it's unwinnable. Nobody likes it when you take a rocket to the face or a load of thermals. (laughs) The thermals are the new rocket. The thermals are the new burn. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, I am going to be glued to that server next TB for sure. Uh, watching as many runs as possible, watching you guys figure it out and break it down. Uh, my Riva shards are in your hands. Uh-
1: <laughs> CD, you know, honestly, it's like CD into Corey's hands and, and some of our other streamers, because honestly, I have been so busy lately. I just have not had the chance to stream all of the streams.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I will keep doing the data collection. I'll keep running those forms. I'll keep asking people to enter their runs, enter your run, enter your run. Um and then handing all that data to the to to the to our hardcore streamers who are there all the time, who are amazing amazing people. Blob is you know Blob is there so much, right? We've got such a wonderful new dynamic crew, and uh, and I really look forward to seeing how that goes. To be perfectly honest. I kind of consider myself a secondary streamer at this point. I'm your streamer in case of emergency because I just don't have the time to do those runs right now. Um, and so, you know, I'm focusing on the stats Mm -hmm. and then the people who have the time to really develop those skills, you know, and, and shout out to Sarah, by the way, because I've gathered Sarah has like the best write up right now of, uh, You prospectively looking forward at the Reva mission. Well
2: that that was all that was all from your data with CD too. Like we, I was going back and forth with CD. Like I was like, "Is this, is this right?" Yeah, (laughs) yeah. uh, And she had a uh, had a great idea because we didn't know, no one knew when they were going to patch it. I think we were all kind of thinking they might rush it and patch it for this last territory battle that we had. Um, and and she had a great point. She was like, "It, "It would be awesome if people could get." A preliminary look at this before Territory Battles is live, um,
1: to start planning. Yeah, I know I've got my ma- I've got my mod set ready to go. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I ran my, I ran the mission with that mod set last uh last time.
2: That's what I did too, just so that I could kind of uh, pretend it was live.
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so I could start seeing what I was going to have to start leveling. I need defense set crit avoid arrows. I have no defense set crit avoid arrows. I'm using broken sets because mm-hmm. all my crit avoid arrows are health. I, mine too. Like mm. I've got a great accuracy arrow. but So oh, good. Yeah.
3: yeah. I have
1: one great, it used to live on cup until the dodge mm-hmm. meta. And now it actually has a real home because I actually leveled it up. <laughs> but it's speed set with 27 speed oh, on it. Oh, that is great for fifth. Oh
2: man. <laughs> that is going to be fantastic.
0: And then uh I guess we're quick uh, where can people go if they were also interested in finding uh you know a breakdown of these mods? I mean, I guess probably more people will have them out there before the next mission, but
1: I think the two places I see it most often are the Rise of the Empire server, which is sort of that home for all things TB. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, on the cam server, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, CD's put together a wonderful graphic to summarize the modding requirements. Uh, I don't think we have any graphics at this point on mission runs. Do, is Are there, Sarah? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've there... seen it. We talked about it. And there's like a, a big doc with a write-up. Yeah, there is a preliminary
2: one that I believe... I think it's STEMI that's putting it together. And I I know CD was looking at it. I was looking at it as well. And I was like, there's just so many different ways it can go that it doesn't... Right now, it accounts for most of them, but not all of them. And I, I personally get lost in the flow chart when i look at
3: it yeah um, there's
1: there's a giant word doc with all the possible mm. openings yes i've seen but that i haven't too. i don't think i've seen anything in infographic form yet mm-hmm. that that which is i think what a certain number of players are gonna want yeah at least to get them to that 70 percent success rate or whatever that it is you get
2: and i was looking at that word doc and it looked like there were roughly seven different ways it could go with the opening
1: there were a lot
2: a lot yeah there were seven that were noted and i was like this is gonna be interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah it's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot but you know i'm kind of hoping that if you get the right modding Mm -hmm. that maybe we can simplify it a little bit we'll see what happens when the real thing happens
0: Yeah, exactly i was gonna say it's gonna be exciting to see it live in game and get to interact with it you know in real time so to speak um and then yeah hopefully you guys will be able to figure out some consistency so i I look forward to that (laughs) and that
1: is that is what that new batch of streamers is so amazing at like you should hear you should hear cd and blob and Ilkori and bears going back and forth on some of these uh some of these strategies that's great like there it is so amazing to listen to them like when you get one of those streams where there's four or five streamers in there talking out a couple of the things and we're like streaming each other's runs so we have time to, to really think them through mm-hmm. it's so much fun it is oh my gosh so amazing
0: it helps <laughs> that's great and do you kind of consider that cam server your home so to speak uh you know home server besides prior guild server or anything like that
1: i mean that's one of the places i hang out most and yeah. uh i kind of float to where the conversations are when somebody tags yeah. me in, i try and show up i'm on like i don't even know how many servers at this point
3: yeah i can't follow sure. them all
1: i can't sure. follow all the servers that i'm on i try and click through a bunch of them Mm -hmm. Just in case, but um, you know, if, if anybody shares a server with me and they really need some of the things tagging, tagging me personally will usually summon me when I have some free time, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, of the places that I, that I sort of check every day, I might, I always check the cam server because there's really good people there. There's Mm -hmm. some really good people and really smart players. And so if I have a question about GA, I go to our off topic channel and I'll post, the, you know, I'll ask around, and it's it's just a good group of people.
0: Yeah, well, I just really appreciate all the work you've done, all the graphs that you've made, the forum posts that you've put out there, the work you've done, you know, on cam, and uh, just your involvement with the community. Uh, it's just been really fantastic, and I look forward to uh, following you in um, all the places and all the things that you do uh, in the community and in the game. So um,
1: I'm, I am one of many, the, this community is legion. And uh, you know, I don't, I think everybody in this community community uh, just contributes so much. I hesitate to take uh, a credit for what is, what is really community work and everything we do is a community project. So I, I I'm just like probably more willing to like, poke myself into forum posts and stick it out there, then. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but it's all community. It it, like the community is just amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The community lifts us all up. Um, Yeah. And we're all a part of it. And uh, I just want to thank you so much. I think we'll end it there for joining us and sharing um, all the information you have uh, with us today. Um, And Again, look forward to following following you on all the different servers and on the forums. And, <laughs> uh, with that, it is time to go switch off!